Mr. Universe, Mr. World, and Mr. France. My next guest was all of them. And let me tell you this. I was sitting here with my heart pounding thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe who this is. And he's going to be on my podcast. I started getting the heebie-jeebies. That's right, me, because I thought, holy moly. Like, I was just so impressed with all this. And he was so humble and gracious. Just amazing. And I loved, loved his book. I can't wait for you to hear all about it. You're going to definitely want to get this book. And he is a high-performance coach and a fitness personality. I definitely would highly recommend him to anyone. Ah, I just love talking to him. And his big takeaway for me, I mean, he had so many, but the one that was sticking out when I was recording this was trust, let go, and surrender to what is. Big one, right? Big one. There's so many more. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited. You're going to love him. Have fun. Enjoy. And as always, I appreciate you listening and share and rate and like. Support us on Patreon. Enjoy. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Well, this is an extra special treat, my let's keep it real people. And who is this special man over there? Nordine, say your full name. Nordine Zouareg. In French, Nordine Zouareg. Oh, God, that's so <laughs> awesome. I love that. So because we keep it real here at Let's Keep It Real, we're going to tell you something. Inside Scoop. We already recorded this, but the gods didn't have it. It was all... But before we get into it, I need to tell them about you. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Nordine is a French-American fitness personality and a high-performance coach. By the way, everyone's going to want you to speak in French for this because that's what they said last time. He is the author of Inner Fitness, Five Steps to Overcoming Fear and Anxiety. I love it. While Building Your Self-Worth, released by Skyhorse Publishing, same publisher, on January 26, 2021. Nordine holds the titles of Mr. France, Mr. York, Mr. World, and Mr. Universe. By the way, you know I love your book, and it's easy to understand. And even if you take, I always believe you take away one pearl of wisdom you can add to your life. It's amazing. Well, there's more than that, and it's easy to follow. And thank you so much for including the pictures. Thank you. No, because it really helps the story. Yes, absolutely. We want to illustrate a little bit what was happening in the book. And I'm glad you got to do that because I know that's way more expensive, but man, it really, really helps. And I love the fact that you do tell stories and not just give tips. I think it's awesome. Nice combination. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's back up. We got to ask you one word that best describes your past 30 days, whatever it is, what word comes to mind? Uh, intrigued. Okay. I have not gotten that word, intrigued. By the way, now that we're doing Zoom, normally I do all this scribble scrabble. I won't be able to scribble scrabble as much. So <laughs> what do you mean by intrigued? Why intrigued? Well, I, uh, um, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm baffled at the same time uh, to see human behavior, you know, as it unfolds this past 14 months of the pandemic and the political unrest across the world. It's not only in the, in the United States, because as you know, I have clients around the world. Yeah, so yeah. I get I get the scoop from from many many areas of, of the world, and it's the same thing. You know, we have divided individuals. The human being, the nature, the human part. You know, not the being, the human, uh, is interesting and intriguing because um, people believe in what they want to believe, even when 
facts and evidence are presented to them, they still want to believe what they want to believe. And that illustrates my point about perception. Perception is one's reality and another false. You know, so the same thing can be told to, to someone who's reading a religious book uh, coming from a negative attitude. They will uh, look at the book and take its message as a negative message. But the same book read by a positive person would read the, the book as a positive tool yeah. to, to, to apply in their lives. So such is human uh, behavior. And we see it clearly now that there is one that believes, the other doesn't believe in the other's uh, belief system. They believe in their own. So that's in itself intriguing, but yeah. at the same time, it really confirmed what I've been thinking about us as humans. Which is? Which is, we are confused. Okay. okay. <laughs> Step into my brain. I love that. We are confused. Okay. So is there any light at the end of the tunnel here? Yes. The, when I see people um, with issues, um, I often talk to couples, for instance. And oh. couples are a, a great example because you get the, in these particular uh, cases, the husband and the wife, completely different mindset and belief system. Mm. Sometimes we don't even understand why they got married. And so the, what, what one needs to, 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 to apply is this concept, you know, this concept of agreeing to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Agreeing to disagree, having the courage to ask your partner to take your position and look at things the way you look at them from where you are. If we can't take the time to show each other what we mean when we are saying things that you disagree on, instead of wanting to uh, be right and unhappy, yeah. okay? Uh, why don't you just surrender to that idea and take that position and start looking at things differently? You know, Wayne Dyer has a quote, and I'm going to butcher it. Okay, Wayne Dyer says, uh, uh, you know, things change when you start looking at those things differently. Okay, I butchered it, but it means... I know what you mean, yeah. Now you know, I have to look it up because I have all his, yeah, I have his book sitting right here. Yeah. So uh, I think the, the, the idea is to be interested. Be, uh, just don't uh, be open-minded and take what is said to you, what you're reading, uh, and try to find evidence and facts to back it up. Okay? Yeah. So that's what I mean by... Um, you know, being intrigued. And the light, the light of the tunnel exists, of course. And that's the fact that we need to learn to be patient with one another and um, mm. accept, surrender to some other ideas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this topic is so near and dear to my heart because lately I've been doing a lot of work and studying about belief systems. And I'm going doing a course with cognitive behavior therapist to be a practitioner. And it's amazing how deep in people's beliefs are in spite of it serving them well. And basically a belief is just a really strong emotion. And I had a lady on yesterday to my podcast. She's like, Sam, you're going to get a laugh at this. I'm actually doing a paper on how panelists should run a panel because here we are with the experts around the world and no one's listening to each other. And isn't the idea of a panel mm. to come on with an open mind that mm. if you hear new information, it should be able to be changed. Yes. So like what yes. the heck? Yeah. And uh, that boggles me. And I find that I really Nordine love being around people that truly listen to me. And I know that sounds like 
duh. But most people, I feel like they're waiting for me to say something so they can react, but they're not really listening to the world. And I don't know if it's because there's so much stimuli and social media and content and you're trying to get your words in, but sometimes you say more by not saying anything, you know, and maybe I'm just used to it because you're my guest. So I'm supposed to be listening to you. Mm-hmm. But I just think we started listening to people. Absolutely. See, in the, in the coaching is we learn as coaches to listen until we don't exist anymore. Listen Ooh, I like that. Exist. And then usually what our clients, they bring the answer to their issues to you. Yeah. yeah. So they bring the answers to your issues to you. It's akin to a patient who goes to see a doctor, okay? If the patient is not able to to describe their symptoms, how do you think the doctor is going to be able to order this test or that test? They won't be able to do so because they're not getting the information, okay? Mm. Likewise, when you're listening to your partner, when you listen to your wife or your husband or your teenager, long enough, deep enough, you know, and I call that a um, full behavioral engagement. Mm. As a whole, you're using not only your emotion, your mental, your physical, your spiritual, but you're using the person as a whole to find the answers. And, and listening is a huge part of, of um, resolving problems. No, yeah. and as you mentioned, belief, belief is everything. If I did not believe in myself, I would have never gotten to where I got from a, from a you know, ricket uh, baby born in the back of a, Sarah, uh, a truck in the Sahara Desert to Mr. Universe is unheard of, right? But yeah. belief system that I believed in myself and no one was able to push me out of my vision. Mm. But that was a, a healthy belief system. Because it served you well. <laughs> it served me well because lately we've been seeing belief system that led to anger. And anger led to violence. You know, war are started because of belief system. Yeah. You know, divorce are, are happening because belief system. You know, um, what do you think a bully is? Insecure, that's for sure. <laughs> so not only the insecure, but they believe that the person they're bullying is inferior to them. True. You know, the sense of superiority is also a lack of confidence, a lack of self-worth. When you think you're superior to another, you lose self-worth. You have mm. no sense of self-worth because you don't understand that we all, there's no superior, inferior, only different. We are different, different background, different life situation, different education, different this. Uh, you want to be a billionaire, but I'm not interested. You know what I mean? So yes. this is yeah. what, what we talk about when we talk about belief. You know that uh, better than I do. So, yeah. You know, I want to dive into a little bit more because you talk about that a lot. Self-esteem is not self-worth. Yeah, it's not. So let's go into that a little more, because I think that really is a, I call it a sticky wicked for people that really trips them up. Yeah. Self-esteem really uh, comes from the, the word esteem comes from estimare, the Latin word. And estimare means mm. to estimate. Okay. It's a self-estimation of your own self based on your background and based on what you hear people saying about you. Okay, mm. the sum of the two becomes you. Self-esteem can be high or low. It can be boosted or bursted. Let me give you a, uh, an example. Mary is in the office. She's totally fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And someone comes in, a colleague, and says to Mary, Mary, you were on vacation a couple of weeks. Yes, I was. Oh, welcome back. Did you gain weight? Now, Mary, is no, is, she's gone. She's, she's, she's not happy, right? No, or she's not. Exactly. And rude of you. <laughs> All right. Now, let's take the example of Steve, who's been working out hard. 
His colleague haven't seen him for 30 days. Enters the office. Hey, Steve, how are you? Oh, my God. Have you been working out? You look fantastic. And Steve was going through issues on the phone with a company. And all of a sudden, just the fact of listening to that comment mm-hmm. is completely fine now. So boosted, bursted by anyone, anytime, whenever, right? Correct. So that is what I call self-esteem. Is, is society's... Um, driven. I call that society-driven self-esteem. We use self-esteem in pretty much everything. Mm. Look at uh, commercial. What do they do? They deflate your self-esteem, then offer a pill, a magic pill, and to boost your self-esteem, right? Uh, in politics, they play with that as well, with your self-esteem, okay? Join my party and you will whatever. Um, Society is full of that social, forget it. Social media, forget it. I mean, you get this teenager who is posting pictures after pictures and waiting impatiently about the, waiting for the likes, the follows. And when they don't get enough follows and like, they're depressed. Mm. Okay. Not just teenagers. (laughs) Everyone, self-esteem. Okay. Now, self-esteem again, is a, an outside event. It's a motivation, so to speak. Motivation comes from the outside. Inspiration is within you. There's a word within inspiration that is spirit. Inspiration, spirit, mm. okay? Self-worth is more of an inside job. Only you can connect to it. There's nothing that can help you connect to your suffer other than yourself. Have knowing, having the this the understanding that you wake up every single morning with life. Okay, life is worth all the riches in the world. Life is worth all the riches in the world, and that, my friend, with breath. I'm not talking about life situation. I'm talking about life with life. You can do whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. That is self-worth. There's a beautiful quote. I think I heard this from a, a friend of mine who wrote it, uh, wrote a book as well. And, and I, I think I talk about her in the book, but uh, there's an actor, uh, Glenn, Mar- Mar- uh, whose name is uh, Morshauer. Yeah, Glenn Morshauer. He's the uh, Darth Vader voice. Oh. Uh, and he says, look at the miracle of, of giving birth, okay? And what's happening in there. There's a huge competition going on there. There's 600 million sperm competing each other for life and only one wins. That is you, that is me, that is the neighbor, that is the president, that is hope. Everyone has won life and that is self-worth, okay? So yeah. no one can take it away from you. You can't even give it away yourself. Nobody can take it hostage. It's there for you to connect it whenever you need it. And that drove me to many things in my life. When I felt at the lowest, and God knows how many challenges I had in my life with poverty, sickness, being bullied, you name it. Um, I always reached out Mm. for that self-worth. And I had to... Really, in order to find my self-worth, I had to go through many, many paths. And those are the mm. paths of self-esteem. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that because I remember last time you were telling me some of your stories. And one of my listeners wanted to know, besides tapping in to your self-worth, was there somebody in your life that was there for you? A teacher, a mentor, a spiritual yes. guide that lift you up on the day's you couldn't get there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Sandy, uh, I always say life is a series of mountains to climb, okay? When you reach the top, guess what? There's another mountain for you mm-hmm. to climb. And I think that never stops until your final days, okay? Whether you decide to stay at the bottom of the mountain or go to the top, it's your, a decision you make. It's your mm-hmm. choice, okay? 
Nothing happens at the bottom of the mountain other than um, getting hit by a big rock that falls from the top. You know, reaching the top is most important. And each mountain I had to climb, there was always a mentor that I reached out because I think that in order to, to, to go to the top in anything in life, you need guidance. You need someone who's been there. If you want to make money, guess what? You talk to somebody who makes money, yes. who, has, who has money. I agree. If you want, if you want to, to lose weight, you'll hire a person, personal trainer who's not out of shape, who looks the part, okay? Um, and so, yes, in my life, there were many, starting from my father, even though my father um, was a man with uh, deep cultural um, beliefs, uh, he, he was a hardworking man and always had uh, something to say to me. When, uh, for instance, uh, listen, that I wrote Inner Fitness also because of my own anxiety issues. You know, um, I, uh, I'm prone to anxiety. You know, and um, the, what worked for me was the immediate um, divert and distract my mind by doing things and, and taking on a passion. That yep. worked way better than medication. I'm not against medication. No, I get it. That worked. That really saved my life. So working out is, is, is something that really uh, helped me with that. And so when I grew up, um, I was riddled with anxiety and panic attacks. You can only imagine being bullied every single day. Yeah. Um, coming from another country, moving to France uh, as a North African, racism. So I had enough to go home and just, just feel sorry for myself. And yeah. what, I, I, one, one day my, my, my father looked at me and he said, what's going on? And I said, dad, I can't take it anymore. He says, okay, why don't you lay down? Lay down on the floor. I laid down. He said, knock on the ground. I knocked on the ground. And he says, is there any lower than that? I said, no, now get up. I stood up and he said, walk. I walked and he said, you can do anything now. There's nothing lower than the ground. Okay. So mm. that for me is a strong message from someone who's been there before. Yeah. Okay. So uh, in terms of bodybuilding, you know, uh, listen, we need 10 shows, you and I, to talk about some of the things that I went through. But this particular example for uh, your listeners, uh, in terms of, of, of uh, how do you win such titles, you know, uh, same titles of, as Arnold, uh, well, you don't know, I, I don't think, from all the champions that I've talked, including Arnold, we, we're determined to win, but at first we don't know for sure. We're going to get there. So that's when we need someone to guide us, to tell us we know where we want to go, but we need to know the details. And so my first show was a show that I did not want to do. But Mm -hmm. my coach at the time uh, said, hey, I think you're ready. But I knew I wasn't ready, Sandy. Deep down, I knew. Mm. After eight months of working out, well, I found out that there was one of the, the team members that couldn't, um, couldn't compete and he was sick, so I replaced him. I was the accidental competitor. Long story short, I found myself on stage and I completely forgot my routine and I stood for three minutes, the longest three minutes of my life, I froze and people started yelling, hey, get out of there. It was humiliating. Oh humiliating, you know, and I was, and I know what led to that. It's not when I got on stage, but way before, from the minute my coach said, you can compete, and I knew I couldn't, I started panicking. Yep, yep. Okay, so for a week, or a little less than a week, I was thinking constantly and being afraid, so that's what led um, me to, to freeze. So I went backstage, I sat down, I was, I, I, I was terrified. How and old I, were you? I was nine, 20 years old. I was terrified. My coach came and said, okay, you need to get out and go in, in the audience, okay? You can't just stay here. So I went there and I saw 
this runner-up Mr. Olympia. Mr. Olympia is the ultimate of the ultimate. All the Mr. Universes, the world champion, compete in that show. And I see this guy who was invited to uh, guest bows and he was signing autographs. And he looked at me and he said, come here. And I'm like, me? Why me? So I went towards the stand. And as I'm walking, I'm thinking, you know, I think it's not me. I think it's not me. Until I got there and uh, he had a translator and he says, okay, I'm going to sign a picture. Tell him not to give up ever because he has the best symmetry I have ever seen. What a gift, right? So now you can say that, oh, he boosted your self-esteem. No, no, that was not self-esteem that he hit. Because remember, I was under panic, panic and, and, and I was anxious and I was afraid. He was able to help me reconnect to who I was. Mm. This determined, hardworking individual. I went to work the next day. And three, year, three years later, I won all the titles possible. Isn't that amazing? To answer your question, that was someone. Yeah. Right? And so in my life, I had many, climb, many mountains that I, I, I had to climb. I went to the top knowing what I, first I knew what I wanted. I got emotionally involved with what I wanted. Okay. Then I built passion for it. And when I built passion for it, it really pushed away fear, mm. you know, and it allowed me to do extremely hard and uh, huge efforts, um, work, like working out for competition. It made it effortless because I was passionate about it. It made it effortless because I was passionate about it. It's like a mother. You know, how did my mother raise 13 children? Who knows? Holy because moly. She was, she was passionate about being a mother. Okay. And I'm not saying it was, it, it was easy. No, <laughs> not at all. But she was able to do it because she didn't think about, oh my God, you know, I don't want to wake up this morning to take care of the children. She was up without questioning herself. So that in itself is called passion. Remember, Look for something that you like to do. Build the skill. And when you're skillful at it, build the passion mm. and take it to the top. That's your mountain to climb. You know, I was thinking about you because my family the other night was watching a documentary on bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. And it, I don't know the guy's name because I didn't see the whole thing, but it was from somebody from Italy. And it was showing how he would always have to compete with Arnold. Yeah. And it was showing all the uh, ups and downs. And so I wanted to ask you that question because a lot of my listeners wanted to know, did you really enjoy the process, which you said you did, but there ha were there's a lot of struggles along the way, you know? You know, whenever you compete with, it, with yourself, because remember, bodybuilding is not competing with others. That's only a part of it that lasts five minutes. Years of working out, you're competing with yourself. Mm. Okay. You're not getting out there and sparring with somebody else. Mm. Okay? Uh, and, 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 and the goal, you know, uh, of bodybuilding is to make sure that you're going to present an art. You're going to sculpt. You're given a piece of marble and you have to sculpt it. And the, the best sculptor wins. But the process of sculpting is extremely hard. However, it becomes effortless, as I said, yeah. passionate about it. You know, look at Da Vinci, Michelangelo. They, they have created some of an incredible art for a hundred lifetimes, but it took them one lifetime. Why? Because they were passionate about it. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Once you're passionate about something or someone, the chances are that you're going to succeed, okay? If yeah. you're passionate yeah. about something, someone, you, are, you will succeed as long as you always remember the big prize because you have to know. Yeah, yeah. You know? When you sculpt a sculpture, you have a marble, but when, you, when they give you the marble, you sit down and you look at it and you start visualizing what mm -hmm. that marble is going to look like when you finish sculpting it. 
Your life is the same way. You have to visualize your life and believe that it's going to happen, whatever you're thinking about. And when you are, when, when life hits, okay, and you discourage, remember why you're doing this in the first place. When people get divorced, I, I always um, instruct my clients when they are going through a divorce and I always say, listen, please start thinking about the things that, the first thing that uh, clinged inside of your heart when you met your wife or your husband, what was that? You forgot about it because you buried it in the mountain of, of mind issues. You know, you buried it with all that crap and BS. Now you can't even find it. Have the courage to dig it deep down to find that little, little seed that grew in your heart and made you be with that person. Can you find that again? The reason you're not looking is because you don't have the courage. You don't want to make the effort. And of course, listen, sometimes we have to uh, split. We have to separate. We have to divorce. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, divorced uh, person as well. Uh, but most of the time, you can, you can avoid that simply by digging deep down and searching for what was the, that initial thing. What was that seed? Yeah, that's so important. When did you become a coach? And what inspired you to become 19, a coach? 1999, when I started working at Miraval. Miraval is uh, one of the top resorts in the world. Where That's where I started working with Oprah, Barbara Streisand. Oh. And, yeah, uh, Sophia, many, many uh, celebrities and politicians, presidents. Um, they would uh, they would work with me because I had the title, I held the title Mr. Universe. That was like uh, so when you when you're a high profile person, you want high, another high profile to take care of yourself. Absolutely, to take care of you. And so, uh, but they they're all shocked when they sat down in my office within ten minutes, and they would say, "That's not what I was expecting." And I said, well, are you disappointed? No, 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 my God, no, that's good. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so we ended up doing, what, uh, 20 minutes of workout over an hour of talking. So one day, Sandy, 1999, uh, needless to say that we, uh, you know, we developed the, uh, uh, the, 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 the resort and we won five consecutive world titles, number one in the world. Um, and so the, the one day I get a call from, and, and again, coaching in wellness coaching did not exist. I know Margaret Moore from Well Coach uh, was uh, starting to um, build this uh, well, wellness coach concept. We only had life coaches and, you know, sports coaches, but not wellness coaching, which is somehow also part of it is also life coaching with fitness coaching. And so I get a phone call from an individual that I've worked at Miravala with. And he said, can you, can you train me? And I'm like, uh, well, you're in New York. He said, yeah, I know I'm New York. I'm not interested in you telling me how to do a push-up. I know how to do it. I'm interested about what you've told me when I was there. I want more of it. And I said, uh, by phone? And he said, yeah. So we started. That's when I started. And now I have a practice where I zoom uh, all around the world and talk to people, you know, listen, the simple fact that you can have someone listen to you, just listen to you goes a long way. Yeah. Especially when that person is non-judgmental. That's key. Non-intimidating non-obsessive it's very important and i have people telling me you know listen i know when to not go overboard as i said in the book uh, i have nothing against the i'm not a mental health professional yeah i yeah. sit at the board uh, at the mental health foundation um i i am a wellness coach that gives me the right 
to help people get better. And that is mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Listen, if I can make that person feel good for five minutes, that person will know how it feels. Yeah. That yeah. person will know what's on the other side, you know, and that is important. So I started, you can say that I started in 1999. Yeah. I love that you made that transition that they came in and they thought, wait a minute, I thought I was just going to work out. I totally Yeah, get so that. one day, one day I get this mogul, oil mogul from Texas, right? Yeah. And he's like, he's coming to a tank top and, you know, shorts. And, and I'm waiting for him at the office. And he said, uh, are we going to work out? We're going to pump. I said, no, you're going to sit first. What do you mean? So yeah. I'm talking to an oil mogul, but I don't care. I didn't, first of all, I didn't know he was. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Like everyone else. I said, please sit down. He sat down and he said, well, damn her. And I'm like, who her? My wife signed me up because she thought that Mr. Universe is going to kick my ass. And I'm well, like, yeah, I, I will see that. Yeah. But just sit down. We didn't even do zero seconds of workout. The guy went home call uh, the, the general manager and ask him if he can borrow me for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm saying. People crave that. Yeah. yeah. Because listen, yours, people are so focused on the outside. They're so focused on what needs to be done and they do more of it to get more of it and do more of it. And then they're afraid to lose it. Mm. And they spend their entire life locked in a prison when in a prison where the wall is or, or uh, the door is wide open for them to escape from. So when you can listen and say and present an idea to them, yeah, yeah. perhaps, hey, you see that door? It's open. It's never been closed. Have the courage to go out there and explore what's going on. And when I'm saying out there, I'm also talking about in here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're getting <laughs> in through the back door. Cause I always said, I use fitness as my vehicle for the mental fitness. And I think it's funny because a lot of your clients, I'm sure, which there are a lot of great mental health coaches out there and therapists, but a lot of them wouldn't even step foot in a therapist office. No, Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So the concept, the idea behind this is, you know, I'm, I'm so convinced that the universe took me, gave me a title, and that was for credibility. Yep. That was for people to listen to me. It could have been dance. It could have been something else. You know what I mean? But yep. that's why. So when people say, okay, I'm going to work with him, and then I can present, I can enter the door into their soul and present a novel idea of freedom, that's when yep. they start dropping their guards. You know, that's when they start dropping their guards. You know, mm -hmm. fear never gets you anywhere but in fearful zone, in a, in a fearful... When, you, when you're afraid, you miss so much on life. You miss so much on opportunities. Because something, someone, your little you, your, the, your little voice is pushing you away from a great opportunity because it's afraid. I love, you know, I just, it was like, aha, I got that moment where unbelievable gift, how you can impact people's lives that would never listen to anyone, but you were Mr. Universe, like you said. Mm -hmm. And those blessings, Will allow other people that would never ever talk to someone talk to you. Absolutely, absolutely. And then there, you know, Sandy, you are so right. So many people uh, would tell me this. And this is listen, Sandy. It's not only you know uh, the celebrities. It's also uh, the mother that you know wanted to uh, to work with me because she felt there's value. And there's also the psychiatrist that wanted to work with me because they saw value yep. in it. Yep. So I'm not here to cure anything. I'm here to heal, to help in the process of healing. You know, yes, I'm yes. not a doctor. I'm a human being with 
the possibility, opportunity that's been presented to me to listen. I have the gift of listening. And listen, I call it also intuitive listening, you know, intuitive coaching, where I just need to be there in order to identify the one thing that is going to help my client, in order to identify the one thing that is going to help mm. my client. Which is so important, you know, that diagnostic part, it's like going to your family practitioner. They can zone in and send you in the run direction. And that's yeah. important, right? Because yeah, you've got a lot. And again, wellness coaching is not therapy. We don't go back in your childhood and try to, you know, move things around. We don't do that. We just, we're here. We want to know where you want to go. Okay. We build the plan together on how you're going to get there. Then we hold your hand and walk with you to the top. Yeah. That's what we do. I love it. All right. Oh my goodness. I got a couple questions that they're going to kill me if I don't get in and we're running out of time here. So the, let's get this one in. Cause I heard it a lot. When you stopped competing, what did you do to fill that void? Was it hard at first? Oh, what a void. What a void. And that's uh, uh, Sandy. It's a great question because athletes from all sports suffer depression and a lot of mental uh, issues. Well, you know, I had of course a moment of uh, because your body start changing, okay? And I think what helped me is the fact that I was already meditating. I was already into that uh, more of a holistic approach to health. So I surrendered. Surrendering is just that. It's not giving up. Surrendering means you take a step back, you refuel, you recharge, and then you re-engage with life. So that's what I did. I, I took a step back and transitioned into a regular person, mm. you know, into uh, a, a fitness. I will never be uh, like I was before, but yes. needless to say, I needed to, transi to transition from this top professional athlete to this regular coach. Okay. And it took work. And whenever I had I felt anxiety about it. I would just think about the good things that were waiting for me, like writing books or coaching people. So to me, I, I remind myself that that was a gift. I use it still, but it's no longer the time for me mm. to do that. Yeah. So yeah. I managed to transition and there's a work that needs to be done in order yeah. to go from one place to another. And that's yeah. what I do. You know, I'm thinking mine's different. I sold my health clubs uh, two years ago, 2019. Mm -hmm. And I thought, no big deal. I'm going to speak, travel, write books, whatever. I did not realize how much I would miss that probably maybe a thousand people came through the doors a day that I was the owner of this and uh, being able to yeah. get that. I didn't even think about that. Like I was just like, and then one day I'm like, now I realize what people are saying about you don't just think it's going to be pippy skippy. Yes, maybe I'll deal with it a little better, but it really did affect me, you know, that I was going in and being Sandy Weston and everybody's going to like, hey, Weston, hey, it was a hard transition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can be. It can be. I can see that. I've worked with athletes before, you know, professional athletes where they really one almost took his life. Um, oh. And yeah. uh, and, 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 and also the, on the flip side of this is that people who are in denial that refuse to think that they're no longer this. Yeah. Yep. And those, they make a fool of themselves. Yep. Yep. They ruin what they established by refusing to be who you, who they are now. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Age is an interesting thing. And also, you know, this one say, one saying real quick, um, there's a gentleman in his 70s, uh, and I, I looked at him. I said, oh, my God, you look great. And he said, it doesn't matter if I look my age or not, because age is a privilege. Mm. Okay? It's a privilege. You're lucky if you get there. Oh, I like that. I you like know? that. Yeah. So knowing that 
you have another gift. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what is, we need to know, we need to have the courage to open that gift. More often than not, people receive gifts from the universe and they put it aside and they never open it. You know, have the courage to open your gift and use it. Yeah. Have the courage to open your gift and use it because guess what? The universe is so, it's so, um, it, it will always remind you that there is a mission for you. If you don't do it, they're going to kick you in the butt. Yeah. You know, universe always there to remind you there's something, you know, and I'm convinced, you know, here, I'm going to say something that a lot of therapists don't agree with, but I'm going to say it anyway, because it's part of me, you know, uh, Sometimes I feel like my anxiety is reminding me that there's something that needs to be done that I'm not doing. I understand that. You know, it's yeah. like the universe saying, hey, this that thing that you, or there's something I'm doing that is not healthy for me. Yeah. You know? No, I understand it. People, I've heard people say it um, as far as their saboteurs, their inner critic, that if they look at it, it can be a gift to them to remind them to propel them to do something or go forward. So I totally understand that. All right. We got to get this one last question. And before we do the fun things, this young man is saying that he understands his, he is 19, that his parents always tell him how special he is and wonderful, amazing, just for being, I love you just for being, which is amazing, but he gets wrapped up in Really? I mean, like I'm this tiny little speck of sand. How could it make a difference? No one would miss me if I wasn't around. Like there's just billions of people. I'm not going to affect the world. He doesn't know how to change his belief to serve him well. And that's a lack of, uh, of self-worth. Okay. So I would say to this gentleman, uh, an acorn is a little seed. When you plant it and you do whatever, whatever it takes to for it to grow, it grow into what? An oak tree, oak tree, mm. solid oak tree. Okay? But it starts with a seed. Each individual in this planet has a gift. Each indiv- the gift of life, the gift of self-worth. And one needs to be using that, that gift. Now, remember, I would say to this young gentleman, remember that somewhere in this planet, on this planet, in this world, there's someone that is dreaming about that young man's life. Someone that wants to be that young man. Okay. So you probably heard of the saying, if you have food in the fridge, a roof over your head, and if you love yourself and people love you, you one of the richest person on the planet. And this young man seemed to have all that. Mm. All he needs is to build on that. Okay. And he needs to ask himself, what do I want in my life that I don't have now? What do I want in my life that I don't have now? And listen deep down what his heart is saying. Okay? I strongly believe that we have a guidance system, a natural guidance system. There's only two ways you can feel, bad or good. If you feel good, go back to your thoughts. And have the courage to assess them and change them if they're not conducive to your health and well-being. If you feel good, you're good. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Nordine, we got to get going. But before we do, we have some fun, rapid fire questions. You ready? Yes. In your free time, what do you like to do? Oh, my God. Hobbies. My best thing to do is playing with my dog. Oh. What kind of dog? He's a French bulldog. And he's got so much personality that it's, it's a delight for me to take the time and play with him. He's just uh, so cute. Um, I love this, this, this little dog. And people are intrigued because I always talk about my dog. <laughs> and they're like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a single person. I date, right? And yeah. Um, yeah. So women, they're always uh, baffled when I talk about my dog all the time. <laughs> so i can i can so i'm obsessed with my dog maybe but no that's the that's the best thing i i like to do is play with my dog that's i love by the way i got in big trouble because my latest book i dedicated to my dog (laughs) 
That's good. I mean, the first one I did to my family and that, and I got in trouble because I left people out and I thought I'll dedicate it to my dog, Dawson. You know, he listens to me, he hikes with me, whatever. And I walk into my family and they're like, you didn't, we heard a rumor. You really, come on, Weston, didn't dedicate your book to your dog. I'm like, yes, I did. He's this a great listener. Right. He's a great listener and he doesn't judge anything I do. No, unconditional love. And uh, listen, it's hard to say, but uh, ever since I got King, that's his name, um, I look at people a little different, you know. Um, it's just it's just interesting. Yeah. yeah. But thank you the, uh, for the idea of uh, signing. I'm going to think <laughs> I'm doing that. My next book, I'm signing it to him. I don't want to get you in trouble. I'm dedicated to him. All right. What's your favorite food? Oh, my God. Well, I love pizza. Okay. But I only eat pizza once a week if I can on Sundays. Got to have a cheat day. Got to have a cheat day. Yes. I love pizza. Okay. Favorite color? Purple. What would you do from morning to night? What's one of your favorite days look like? What would you do? Um, Just anything. Oh, my f- go and hike. Hike. Now, where do you live? Oro Valley. Oh, okay, cool. Arizona, which is a lot of mountains, a lot of hiking going on. Absolutely. When I say the word universe, what's it mean to you? Me. Awesome. Nordine, my let's keep it real people, we have to go. It was a gift that it didn't work out and they got to chat again. Tell us how we can reach you and find you. Well, my website, uh, we're revamping the site. It's going to... It's working now, but uh, be working uh, even better tomorrow. But it's uh, it's great. Nordine Zwareg, N-O-R-D-I-N-E-Z-O-U-A-R-E-G dot com. And all social media, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Nordine Zwareg. I'm putting together a wonderful retreat called Your Life is Now. Ooh. And they can find the information. And they, it's going to be taking place in... Um, Several places, and we chose top top award-winning resorts, such as Miraval, Canyon Ranch, and other places, Sivana. Um, and uh, we're launching that soon. Love it. And don't forget, you got to get his book. Thank yes. you so much. All Thank right, my let's keep it real people. You know what to do. Do anything to inspire yourself to laugh, to create joy, to tap into the power that you have within you. And if you inspire just one person, ugh, it'll make you feel so good inside. Thank you, Nord. I really appreciate Nordine. Thank you again for Thank being on so again. Much. And until next time, toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.